Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Tuesday. It's KHON to go. Weather, Kelly Simek. Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday. I'm continuing to track the tropical systems in the eastern Pacific, both of which are weakening pretty significantly. We have tropical storm Felicia as well as Guillermo just behind it, which is now a tropical depression, both of which are weakening very rapidly. Forecast to still track further to the west, but not going to be a major issue for us in any way. As for Tropical Storm Felicia, current sustained winds at 40 miles an hour, so just barely a tropical storm forecast to weaken to a depression by later today, a remnant low potentially as early as by tonight. The moisture associated with this is forecast to pass well to the south of the islands. We may see it tighten up the pressure gradient a little bit, though, so we're looking at breezy conditions coming through Friday into Saturday, with winds still up to about 25 miles an hour so definitely still nice and blustery and we may see a slight uptick in trade showers just some peripheral moisture going to be rolling through as for Guillermo behind it it is looking like more rainfall from this system currently we're looking at it still just a depression forecast to weaken to remnant low by later today before it even crosses into the central pacific into our waters but it does look like a more significant slug of low level moisture associated with Guillermo going to be nearing the islands and it's looking like that to happen late next weekend now in addition to the added moisture we also have an associated trough that's forecast to move near the state and that's actually forecast to do the opposite of the other system which is passing to the south of us it may actually slacken up the pressure gradient which in turn would lead to weaker winds and that would take over it looks like by sunday most forecast models still show a pretty solid northeast wind flow just not as strong as what we've been seeing so today winds to 30 miles an hour to 25 through much of the weekend before they ease slightly on sunday all right that's look your weather and i'll send it on out to surf news network's betty DiPulito, who is all you need to know on the surf front hey betty Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Oh, hi, everyone. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get any surf either from those uh, tropical disturbances, but uh, we'll see what happens. It looks like a uh, week out, we have nothing forecasted. Today, it's just one, maybe some twos on southern exposures, and that uh, trade wind flow, which is up to 15 to 30 today, is really messing with the surf, chopping out the east side two to three feet, even some pluses coming through at Makapu'u, Sandy Beach, two to three, a little bit more reasonable there, but pretty windy, a couple pluses at Sandy it's just one to maybe two at Diamond Head and Alamoana. Diamond Head, pretty blustery also. Occasional higher sets there. And it's flat, maybe some one-footers on the North Shore. Check north-facing beaches, though, a little bit more coming in uh, from the northeasterly direction. And Makaha also checking in pretty small, flat to one. So, again, trades 15 to 30 miles per hour today. Low tide, 6 o'clock. High tide, 2 p.m., 2.4 feet. Sunset, 7.16 rising around 601. Here is today's need to know. For a fifth straight day, Hawaii saw a triple-digit increase in COVID cases with 132 new infections. The state is now 59.3% fully vaccinated. Doctors say they're seeing more infections among children as well as younger adults showing severe symptoms. 20% of the recent infections are those under 18. Honolulu police are searching for the suspect in a deadly shooting in Wahiwa this past weekend. Witnesses say a man was sitting in his vehicle on Lakeview Circle when he was shot multiple times. Officers do not believe it was a random act. 
And Hawaiian Electric is offering a new program that can earn you some money. That's right, the Battery Bonus Program provides a one-time cash incentive for adding a battery to existing or a new rooftop solar system. For more information, visit our website, k22.com. It's burned about 2,000 acres. is nearly contained. A part of Old Saddle Road between the Daniel K. Inouye Highway and the Highway 190 junctions remains closed. Honolulu police are looking for Richard Mariano. We're told in 2017 he threatened a group of people at Ala Moana Beach Park with a knife, and he's now wanted for violating the terms of his probation. If you see him, call Crime Stoppers. The Kaimuki Library will reopen today. It was temporarily closed for deep cleaning after a worker tested positive for COVID. The employee last worked on Friday and does not have direct contact with the public. And tune in tonight for Empowered Hawaii's Clean Energy Future. We'll take a look at the benefits of our state going solar as well as the challenges that lie ahead. That's tonight at 9.30, right here on K22. Three Honolulu police officers charged in the death of a 16-year-old boy are expected back in court later today. The hearing could potentially determine if the case moves forward at all. Dallas Ontiveros joins us live from downtown with a preview. Morning, Dallas. Good morning, Christian Ross. Here joining us now, we have Megan Cow, who's an attorney. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. Thanks for still hanging out with us and just giving us a good breakdown of what we can expect today. We appreciate it. Sure. So the last time we met up with you, we weren't sure that the three Honolulu police officers would arrive in person, but they did. Are they going to end up in person again for today's hearing? Yes, they will be here in person. They specifically asked the court for permission to appear in person for this hearing. And also, the last time, we saw hundreds of people, whether they were in support or not in support of what was going on. Are we going to see that today and how many people do you expect we're going to see? Yeah, I've been contacted by um, several head members of um, different groups, Stolen Stuff Hawaii, Back the Blue Hawaii, um, some of the longshoremen, the firefighters now are going to be here as well. And so, you know, last time we saw about 250 to 300 people. I'm expecting about 500 people today. Wow. Okay. And that's all happening around noon, right before the hearing at 1.30 this afternoon. Now, in the last half hour, you talked about there's still a couple motions that need to get out of the way that's going to be addressed in today's hearing before the preliminary hearing could start. But if those motions get denied, right, and the preliminary hearing starts, witnesses are going to be called to the stand. Who are the witnesses that we know of that, are, that could be speaking today or in the future? So it's the government's burden to prove the probable cause, and so the government goes first. The government calls all of its witnesses. I expect this preliminary hearing to take about two weeks because they only have between 1.30 and 4 p.m. every day. And then once the government rests, it will be the defense uh, time to call witnesses. So today, there probably won't be that many witnesses lined up because they have to hear the motions first. Okay. Because the hearing starts at 1.30 and they only go till 4.00, if the hearings on the motions go along, then they're not going to have a lot of time to call witnesses. But I expect the government to call um, an evidence specialist to talk about the traje trajectory of the bullets. Um, you might have seen that picture that was attached to the complaint with the sticks showing the angle of the bullets. Mm -hmm. We also expect um, the professional standards office lieutenant Brandon Nakasone, who probably is the one that worked up the case. He's also on the defense witness list. I expect the government to call him. 
He's the one who worked up the case. He's the one that has the most knowledge. And then the government will probably call the other officers that were present who also uh, filed their own police reports. All right, well, Megan Cal, thank you for just sharing with us right now on Wake Up Today. You're still going to be hanging out with us on Take Two, giving us more of a preview of what we can expect. We appreciate your time. Sure. And we did also reach out to the prosecutor's office for comment, and they declined, they declined to comment at this time. But if there is anything in the future that comes out of both sides of this case, we'll definitely keep you posted first throughout Wake Up Today, Take Two, and, of course, online at KH12.com. Reporting in downtown, Dallas Navarro's KH12 News, working for Hawaii. Thank you very much. It's that time again, time to answer your Facebook questions about the coronavirus. And joining us to do that is the Lieutenant Governor and the state's COVID-19 liaison, Dr. Josh Green. Good morning to you, Lieutenant Governor. We got a variety of questions. The first one coming from Penny. She's asking, can a person who received the J&J shot five months ago get revaccinated with the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines since the vaccines are a different type from the J&J? That's not recommended yet. There will be a recommendation on boosters coming in the fall. So it may very well be that people can get boosters from other classes of vaccinations, the mRNA vaccinations, but not recommended yet. Heidi Pasco is asking, why was a permit issued for the Aloha Freedom Carnival? Will this be the next super spreader event? And she's talking about the carnival at Aloha Stadium. Yeah, that, the unfortunate situation there is they really did not live up to the mitigation efforts that need to be put in place. So we had conversations with the leadership there yesterday, very direct conversations, insisting that they kind of get on their game and make sure that that happens. You have to compare that event to what's going on in Waikiki, which is lots and lots of people out and about. Only the carnival was a little bit more risky because obviously people are in line. They're under 12 for, for a lot of the individuals that are attending, and they're, they're really close uh, proximity. So all of these things are disconcerting. That could very well cause some spread, and I had grave concerns about that. We're on them to increase their mitigation. Make sure people are vaccinated if they're going to these kind of festivals. That would be the right approach. And here's a follow-up to that. Are you saying because you had conversations, they you know, kind of weren't following policies and recommendations? You've had conversations with them recently, and you'll be watching them closely, and if they don't continue to follow the policies, then it could get shut down? Is it safe to say that? Uh, as to shut down, I'm not, I'm not sure yet, but yes, I spoke with uh, Mayor Blangiardi, who was of the same mind, and my team engaged very directly with the leadership yesterday. Very good people, but that is too big an event to have too many people in close quarters. You saw what we saw on social media, far too much close activity in unvaccinated people. That is a great worry. So yes, if they can't, if they can't get control of that, I can't imagine it going forward. But we were stern yesterday, and I'm expecting some good, um, some good adjustments in their mitigation efforts. And that was your morning news. Make sure to tune in right back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. It's everything you need to know with KHON to go.